Hey everyone, thanks for tuning into the show. This is Riffin Podcast. But what is Riffin? Riffin is hosted by two friends who have known each other for nearly 20 years and will cover a wide range of topics in this show. But before we begin, let's meet the hosts. Hey, I'm Tim Lebo. I'm late 20s, early 30s, depending on when you're listening to this. I'm a musician. I've put out several albums available online. My band is called Earth to Abram. I also have a book series under the same name available on Amazon.com. I've toured the country. I have a film business called Timothy Lebo Films. I also work in domestic violence, and I bring all of these experiences that I have to the table. My name is Jonathan Guyman. Most people call me John. I have almost four decades of life experience, including a wife of 13 years and two kids who are under 10 years old, ages five and eight currently. I have operated a painting business for most of my working life, almost 20 years now, and host another podcast called The Joe Health Show. But otherwise, I'm mostly a boring, deep thinker. <laughs> You'll learn more about me as the show goes on. The purpose of the show is to bring our thoughts to your speakers. We talk about so many things from mental health, social media topics, news, stories, music, relationships, and so many deep topics that most people don't have time to discuss but think about often. It is our hope that you take something away from our conversations and that maybe you'll see the world just a little bit differently. Sit back and enjoy this next episode of Riffin'. in the fresh air <laughs> yeah this is weird i know it is because we have no idea how this is going to turn out no none whatsoever so if you um it feels weird because i'm used to talking into a microphone as like that's the person uh-huh. but john and i are in the woods right now deep in the heart of the appellation yeah well like well, just the tip <laughs> we're, we're, we're like just the tip into it <laughs> we're just the tip into the <laughs> appellation um so this is the first time i've seen john in two months this is so weird. We're in the woods, <laughs> like talking to each other, but also other people. And there's other people like a hundred yards that way. Getting in trouble. Getting in trouble. <laughs> and this is like the best day of my life because I love, I have a love hate with the state game lands. That's where we are, state game lands here. And mountain bikers like make all of the trails up here. Like, mm-hmm. They, and, and I love it because there's a lot of trails. It's good for hunting, good for running. But you're not allowed to mountain bike up here. And I've been railing on it for years. I hate it because I would love to mountain bike up here. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to because I'm not allowed to. Right. Um, so I'm super excited now. We just witnessed a mountain biker get <laughs> busted by one of the game land or the game commission officers up here. I think so, he's driving off now. Yeah, it looks like the mountain biker is going to drive off. This is reporting live. And I'm trying to keep my eyes on the game commission officer to see where he's going. Yep, there he goes on his bike. So, dick wads. <laughs> Out of here. You don't deserve to be up here. Come back later. Keep my trails nice. Yeah. <laughs> this, so, is, this is so interesting. Cause, yeah. Because typically whenever you and I meet in the woods, we aren't being recorded. No. <laughs> so... I'm but, just going to not look at you. <laughs> yeah, don't look at me. I'm not going to look at you. It's going to be, it is, this is the most peculiar thing ever. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. But anyway. Because you don't have, like you said, you don't have a microphone. No, because I'm, I'm used to like being in the zone. Like yeah. when I have the microphone, I'm in the zone. But right now I'm just like talking to a tree. Yeah, because I was thinking we could go on a hike. But sometimes the hikes are like, 
you're not talking a lot. Like, no, it's and not we'd be breathing heavy. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I guess the topic today, or like something we wanted to talk about, is like looking into the past and um, how it can be helpful and how it can be hurtful. And, and I was like watching old home videos with a friend of mine because he goes to the beach with my family every year and every year we film like a family beach trip and so we were just going through old footage i think someone's gonna come <laughs> he is man this figures i was gonna be like can we keep it rolling will i talk to the game commission officer would he be like weirded out that we're out here recording a podcast in the woods well i have a freaking microphone on my shirt <laughs> we'll pause and come back later do you think we should pause yeah okay all right we're back <laughs> yeah yeah, we're back. For everyone else, there. it was a second. But Just for, sync it up right there. <laughs> yeah, we're back. Okay, so looking into the past, I was watching home videos. And um, so if you've listened to the podcast for a while, you've known that my dad passed away the end of last year. and the last couple years of his life, he was really depressed and not like himself. And it was really hard. And it was really interesting watching these old home videos because i got to see my dad like as i remembered him in the past like happy laughing cracking jokes and it was like really helpful for me to see that because my memory has been kind of tainted of him for a while and uh seeing that kind of like rejuvenated my memory again like oh yeah like things weren't always bad like it's easy for things to kind of get imprinted on our minds as like that's what that's what that season was and that's who that person is but seeing that was like very healing but on like the flip side there's footage of my old band and in my memory our band was like really awesome and we were really tight and we were you know really really good and then whenever i was watching that footage i was like holy crap like <laughs> we like that's really embarrassing and we weren't as good as i thought we were and it was like depressing looking into the past it's like oh man like maybe that should have just stayed a memory it's like watching an old like cartoon show. Like, have you thought about like going back and like revisiting an old '90s show, mm -hmm. and it just does not hold up? Oh yeah. And you're like really depressed because you're like, oh man, this shoot, this show used to be so cool. Like, why does it suck now? Yeah. Um. So I don't know. Just talking about like, dude, there's lots of movies. Like, I mean, even just the other night, like I watched Too Fast, Too Furious. I with, love that movie with the kids. Like, and you, I'll be taking my cutter back. <laughs> yeah, because like, I feel like that one was almost like the the first one is has some points where it's like, boy, this is pretty violent. It's pretty aggressive. Like, yeah. The second one, I feel like, yeah, there was a couple like violent points in there, but overall was a relatively more like lighthearted like, action yeah. movie. So we watched that. I wonder if Tokyo Drift is any different, like if how that one is. You could probably watch That's that. That's more like a kind of coming of age story. But yeah. But I remember watching, you know, Too Fast, Too Furious, and be like, man, this, like, I love the movie, but like the quality of it, you could just tell they're all <laughs> new, they're all rookie actors. Yeah. Like, it's just not as good as you remember it. Yeah. And you like, you kind of wish you could preserve that when you saw it the first time and that memory, mm -hmm. but then when you watch it again, it kind of taints it. Yeah, it really does. Like, Oh man! Like, like I remember, I used to be obsessed with Dude Where's My Car, that one movie, mm -hmm. and I thought it was like the funniest movie ever made. And if I would go back and watch it now, I'd be like, "Oh man! Like, why yeah, did I ever think dumb. this is funny?" Yeah. But so, I, I just think that's very interesting. Is all like, there's. I think looking in the past can be helpful if you're looking for maybe like an answer. But I think what I'm getting at is. Life is meant to be lived. It's not meant to like be just pondered on and you just like reflect all the time. Like you're supposed to be pushing forward new thoughts, you know, new habits, new things, new try new, you know, new experiences. 
And I think we get caught up looking into the past too much and comparing our current experience yes. with past experiences. Yeah, people always say, "Oh, it's not as cool as it used to be," or you know, "I'll never have a summer like that again." It's like, well, with that mindset, you definitely won't. Yeah, like, why do you want to have a summer like that again? Yeah, like take take today's today's summer for what it what it is. And yeah. You know, and whose fault is it that you never had a summer like that again? Like, go create it. Yeah, exactly. If you really want a summer like that again, then go create it. Go mm -hmm. do it. But yeah, it was it was helpful. Like, I had a very good childhood, thankfully, and it was a shame that towards the end of my dad's life, it just got like really, really bad. But I'm glad that I have memories to look back on to remember how he was the majority of my life, and I'm very thankful that I had that. Because if I didn't have that. It would be very hard to recollect that because it got tainted by the past three years of him, his just extreme depression. Yeah. So. And I think that's important too. Like, I mean, you remembering your dad for who he was, uh -huh. you know, like throughout your life growing up and then understanding too that just health is not guaranteed, you know. No. And uh, it affects anybody and, and it's hard and it's confusing and. You know, you know that's not ultimately who your dad, who your dad was. Like, right. And I think about you know my past. You know, my dad was you know struggled with alcoholism for a long time. Mm -hmm. You know, and knowing that disease, like I know that's not who my dad is. Mm -hmm. But it's been it, it's sometimes a challenge to remember like okay, that's my dad, and that was the disease when so much of it was interconnected. Yeah, how do you pick it apart? Yeah, and to so when I look back at my past, it's 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 really challenging sometimes. But thinking about like who my dad is now, like there's still parts of my dad that just frustrate the heck out of me. Mm -hmm. But I know that like he's you know, he's sober. Mm -hmm. You know, he's remarried, happy from what I understand. So like separating now there's that's my dad, you know, like my dad isn't the disease that he that he had that he you know, addiction's tricky. Mm -hmm. Addiction's really confusing, you know, for especially for the people that have to live with it. So, yeah. So it is interesting, you know, looking back and having, trying to sort through all those feelings. I try not to do it that often, you know, but. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think introspection's good in the, a therapy setting, but outside of that, I don't know if it's good because, yeah, like nothing, it's like, you never watched The Office, did you? No. It's a shame, I know. Yeah, the, the, the very last episode, the one character, Andy, says, I wish there was a way to know that you're in the good days. Oh, I'm butchering this, but he's like, I wish there was a way to know you're in the good days as you're in them. Yeah. Because you know how people say, like, um, you know, those were the good old days. Would well, be nice to know that you're in the good old days as oh, you're in the as good you're old in days. As you're in the good old days, yeah. Yeah. Because, like, like, you know, say the summer of 2003 was the best of your life it'd be nice that that summer you were like this is the best of my, but but you don't think that way because you're you just living know. in the moment yeah you didn't know in 2003 that was going to be the best summer of your life yeah and um as i was like watching back on all Besides, these sides it was it was 69 the summer of 69 that was the best one ever <laughs> as we were still <laughs> never even uh thought yeah we, we weren't even that thought. but like i think about as I was watching his old videos, it was nice to watch, but it made me want to create new memories. It made me want to like, it made me appreciative of that, but I don't want to go back then. Like if I had the choice to be 30 years old or go back and being like the 17 year old kid, like I, I'm, I'm actually at a point now where I'm, I'm like, okay, I'm okay with, I'm okay with being 30 and yeah. being where I am. And I struggle with that sometimes too. Like 
recognizing that I'm here and now, like that what I'm doing right now, I'm no longer like a, I'm no longer a child. Like yeah. I'm not just like responsible for myself and my own experience. Yeah, I'm responsible for my kids' experience in life. I'm responsible for the experience that I give my wife. Yeah. Um, and it's it, it, it's taken me a while to realize that. that like, you, you move beyond those people that you're with every day. Like, you're creating a life there. Mm-hmm. And I try to think about, like, what are the things I remember about my childhood and, like, my dad? How do I want to reflect that in my own kids' lives? And, like, you know, do I want to be... Do I want... I want them to feel safe, uh-huh. but sometimes my version of like keeping them safe and how I communicate that comes across as scary to them. Like, if I'm firm and I yell because I care, they take that as like dad's being not mean, yell, or... but just a, a, a louder voice. Mm-hmm. You know, like this is ser- I'm serious now. For some people, that could come across as aggressive, and they might not pay attention. Mm-hmm. And I certainly don't want to scare them. Like we were hiking this morning at. Um, Sunset Rocks Trail up in Michaud State Forest, and it's hmm. a pretty aggressive. It's Emily's idea. Um, <laughs> we've done it once before, where the once before was my idea, and I remember like just being scared shitless the whole hike that our kids were going to die. Oh wow! Um, because there's some really technical sections of hiking, and rocks and steep drop-offs, and if you slip up once, it could be catastrophic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, we got through the first time, and Emily's like, "Hey, well, let's let's do that again." So we did it. That was like a year and a half ago. So mm-hmm. We did it this morning. And there was a couple times where I'm like, to express my concern, express my, I'm serious. Um, there's more mountain bikers. Get out of <laughs> here, guys. They're mountain bikes. Anyway. Um, I wonder if the game commission officer, is he sitting up there? I thought he walked back down. He did, but then he drove back up. Anyway, oh. um, he was probably just making sure they left. But... Anyway, what was I saying? Your kids oh, on the we were hike, hiking. Yeah. Like, and at one point, my son was like freaked out by like a bug, mm. right? And they were both freaked out by a little ant that was crawling, and, like to the point where it like made them scared, and they were losing their shit because there oh, was wow. a little bug. And and I'm like, guys, get your shit together! Like, <laughs> you don't understand. Like up here, if you do that, like the consequences could be disastrous. Yeah, like, you can't let these little things bother you. Yeah. And now I, I was very aggressive, but that was my fear. I had to explain to them, guys, whenever I did that, like, that was my fear coming out. Mm-hmm. Like, it probably would have been better if I was like, guys, okay, let's take a deep breath now. It's just a bug. Mm-hmm. Now, here's what happens when a bug lands on you up here. You just deep breath. It's not going to hurt you instead of just, like, just hammer it into them. Uh-huh. That, like, you can't be doing this. Like, you've got to teach them how to control their emotions like that and like through this hike it became evident i was like holy shit like look at me reacting to my kids when they do it's like it's the same kind of reaction they had when they saw a bug mm-hmm. it's just a different circumstance oh wow that's crazy and like we were hiking a little bit further and i saw a snake <laughs> or a salamander tail i'm not sure <laughs> either way and i was like oh just you know and i'm like i'm like freaking out about the snake and i can imagine the kids looking at me yeah acting like that they're like yeah be careful because you could slip and fall like um i saw a snake yesterday it was a long sucker yeah so 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 yeah it's just uh it's interesting you know now that i'm kind of that i've got kids that 
you know, I'm thinking about the, the future or like the memories that I'm helping create for my own children, mm -hmm. you know, and, and how do they want to look. And it's just tough. Yeah, man. It's tough, definitely. Yeah, I, I don't know. Some people are nostalgic in the way, like my mom is incredibly nostalgic in, yeah. the, in the fact that she has a journal that she writes in every single day detailing what's going on in our lives and she's been doing it ever since I was born if not before I was born so 30 years so we she also is the only person I know that has cases with individual compartments for Christmas decorations yeah. and Christmas ornaments yeah. I didn't even know that they existed <laughs> you came over and you're like what is this like you don't just have a bin that you throw in the ornaments with a bunch of paper towels to keep them from breaking <laughs> Oh, you got to dust them and cover them and put them each in their own little <laughs> spot that's lined with like leopard fur. And, yeah, um, it's very takes her takes her holidays and nostalgia very seriously. Yeah, and it's to the point where if I was like, "Hey, mom, what happened on July seventh in nineteen ninety eight?" She could pull up the day and, and and she could read me what exactly happened that day. And she's like very much into that. And, and in my mind, I think like, when are you ever gonna go back? And another thing too, speaking of whenever, you, when are you ever gonna go back? Are the people who take thousands of pictures whenever they go somewhere, or thousands of videos? Do you ever lay in bed at night and just watch that stuff? No. And if you do, like maybe it's whenever you're bored taking a shit or something like that, mm -hmm. and you're like, oh, I'm gonna look at these photos I took on the hike. But you know, you don't. I do think though, like what your mom does with the journaling. Even though most of it's never going to get looked at. Mm -hmm. Like, if 20 years from now, 30 years from now, you got kids and you find them, mm -hmm. just to kind of page through yeah, know, and see, like, oh, this is kind of cool. Like, seeing some of the stuff she wrote down. Yeah, no. Um, I, and I, I think for her, she was thinking, like, you know, whenever she's really, really old. Yeah. And if, God forbid, your memory fades and mm -hmm. stuff like that, she can look back and be like, oh, this is what happened. Yeah. Um... So, I mean, I don't think it's wrong. I just, I just, I think life is just meant to be lived. And, um, you know, you obviously want to learn from the past, but you don't want to live in the past. Right. Especially to the amount of photographs and videos we take today. Yeah. It's like, people take pictures of everything, and I'm like, I, I even do it too. I, every now and once in a while, I go through my phone and just delete all those like, <laughs> yeah. stupid photos that, uh -huh. that I took or whatever that just aren't going to mean anything. But I wish there was a place to like, I mean, right now in our in our crawl space, there's a um, a bin full of old photographs from you know twenty to thirty years ago hmm. that are down there. And I think at one point I've looked through them all, you know. So I know kind of I've seen them before, mm -hmm. but I you know it's like one of those things. Maybe I'll go through and look through them again today because they're they're so rare, you know, yeah. to have photographs like that. Because yeah. when you took a picture, it's like you wanted to make sure that that picture was good yeah exactly you didn't just snap it willy-nilly like it had to be worth it yeah that was that was like a film that was a film you had to get yeah. developed yeah it took a lot of time and patience and you know so so yeah yeah i mean it's just something interesting to think about is all like if you have the means to look back in your in your past do it every now and then and maybe you'll realize something like a memory that you like, like here's an example. Um, I was watching a lecture. This woman came to her therapist and said, my brother like brutally molested me growing up. And she was like mortified by wow, the fact that- got heavy. 
Well, yeah, but but this is the point of looking into the past where it can be helpful. So she's like, I got brutally molested, you know, like violently molested by my brother. And that in her mind, that was the reality of what happened. And so the therapist was working with her and talking with her. And I can't remember how they got to this conclusion, but after sessions after sessions, it what it came down to was she wasn't brutally or you know violently molested by her brother because because whenever whenever you think of someone being um molested by your brother for example the first thing that probably pops into your head is the brother's maybe 17 18 and she's probably like 11 or something you know what i mean there's like a there's an age gap where he has dominance over her and so through sessions the therapist found out that she was seven and he was eight. And she was like, okay, you know, an eight-year-old can still, you know, do inappropriate things to a seven-year-old, but at the same time, like, there's a year age gap. Yeah. There, there's no real dominance. Right. And then whenever they, they got into further sessions, they found out that the parents just let the kids alone all the time. There was no supervision. There was no guidance. There was no rules. So these two kids, boy and girl, were just left alone all day. It did just pretty much what any young... Yeah, and so and, together. yeah, and so the boy. What it turns out to be was the boy was just being curious and poking around and asking mm -hmm. her to show things and stuff like that. But it was like this little seed that was planted in her mind. And as the years went on, the story in her mind was that she was that she was like you know brutally molested. Yeah, and so the narrative then changed from I was brutally molested to oh I was in an unsupervised uh, you know circumstance with my brother. And you know what I mean? The narrative changed then. Yeah. And but she had to go back in the past to find that out. And so I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah. You know what that reminds me of? Hmm. The people that get offended for people that they think might be offended. Oh yeah. <laughs> mm hmm You know, where it's like they, they think like like in her mind, like maybe she remembered that experience with her brother. Yeah. And then all of a sudden she heard about all these other people being molested when they were kids and she just painted this picture of, oh, that's what that was. Yes. I should feel really bad about yeah. that because all these other people do. Yeah. And I feel like that happened to me and my gosh, no wonder I'm so screwed up because that happened mm -hmm. when that, that's no, that's likely probably not what caused it all it might be some other things she just heard all of these other stories and thought like yeah that's me exactly you know and i have to i have to play this play this card now not like she was doing it maliciously or anything like that yeah no um, but it was just trying to point to something that might have caused some of these other issues in her life yeah and she's like well it must be because i was abused yeah and then before you know it she's like well i was molested before you know it well it was pretty bad molestation and then yeah. the narrative just keeps shifting Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's that's like a hundred percent right. Yeah, and so yeah, so for me, if I keep going on thinking, oh, you know, my dad wasn't that great, my dad wasn't that great, then before I know what the narrative is, is my dad's not great. Mm -hmm. Well, no, that's not true, because he was. You know, what I mean, right. for a lot of time, he was. It's yeah. just there was a thing that happened where, so like we just have this way of believing. Ah, oh, dude, like it's almost like we we come up with something that we end up believing as mm -hmm. truth, and it's not even truth. Yeah, I think people do that a lot when they when the dots aren't all connected. Mm -hmm. You know, when things don't make sense. I mean, we see it a lot now with the, the with the Rona. With you yeah, know, when, when when things aren't don't always make sense. When we don't always get all the information. Like our brain likes those closed circuits. You know, mm -hmm. that's why like uh, they they need closure. Like when there's a breakup. Mm -hmm. If there's not a firm breakup, there's there's got to be closure. Then it's, it's, we just it, we can't sit with it. Mm -hmm. 
And it's the same way when there's, you know, when we don't know all the information or when time goes by, we just start piecing things together to best make sense for whatever we want, however we want to feel about it. It's like confirmation bias. Mm -hmm. How do I want to feel about this? Well, then I'll craft a story to feel that way about it. Right. And people, too, are very put people in boxes like if you wrong me all right well john's a terrible person or you know john's a uh i don't know a bigot or you, you come up with like all these terms and then that's just what you're stuck with mm -hmm. <laughs> and then you can't get out of that because that's what someone's labeled you as yeah and um yeah taking an honest look at the past i think can be helpful but also too like some things are just better left as memories like the, the brain wants to remember good things. The brain doesn't want to remember trauma. So that's why whenever you have a really shitty relationship, a year later, you kind of think fondly of that person now because you kind of just, the bad shit fades, hopefully, mm -hmm. and the good stuff just kind of stays. And you, and you think, oh, wow, that person was, you know, kind of nice. And, um... <laughs> yeah, it's the way, in some it's like situations. The, in some. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. I don't know. A lot to think about. There's a lot to think about, but we can uh, go back to taking in this wonderful view. Yeah, look at the deer over there. You see deer? Oh, yeah, Tim. You don't see the deer? Oh, there it is. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a whole herd with like a mama and a papa. And it's a almost like a deer. scene out of like The Lion King. Yeah. <laughs> What's that? Is that a... Look at that. There's a, a, like a black bear family over there. Yeah. And a whole flock of turkeys? I, th wow. I think the bears are eating honey out of that tree. Yeah, that's so cool. I'm glad we came outside today. Yep. Yeah. So anyway, here's something kind of to ponder, too. <laughs> yeah, give me something. Because, I mean, we're only like, we don't need to be a long podcast or anything. I don't even know how long we're in. Like 20 minutes. Right. So, obviously, from my Facebook profile, or Facebook, like, photos the other day, I shaved my beard off, right? Uh, and oh, I've you don't have the mustache right now. I did. I got rid of the mustache. Dude, I, I, did, I didn't even click till Good. just now. Good. I'm glad. Because, like, uh... You know, uh, I shaved the Rona beard, you know. <laughs> Rona beard. It, I mean, it takes me a long time to grow a beard. Like, that's why it's so hard to shave. Because, like, it took me, like, two and a half months to get my beard to, like, a quarter of an inch long. <laughs> um, but so I shaved it. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to keep the mustache. Never kept a mustache for longer than a half an hour before. Oh, yeah. Just, I did it for a day and I hated myself. Yeah, it was it was awful. But I, like, I did it. And my wife was on call for at least 24 hours. So I was like, good. This will give me a full 24 hours to get used to it. And uh, it was starting to grow on me. Like, I was like, all right. <laughs> I definitely looked older. Oh, like, yeah. Ridiculous. I didn't realize how old I looked. But every time, here's something cool. That, and my wife and I were talking about this today. Like, every time I looked in the mirror... I didn't, like, it was a stranger. Mm -hmm. Like, I didn't know who it was. Like, I always, I felt like myself all day long, but then as soon as I would look in a mirror, I'd be like, dude, like, who is that? Like, yeah. Who is that? <laughs> you did look really different. It was, I was so different. And it's just a mustache. Like, mm -hmm. I looked so different. And, uh, and so I let it go for like a week. You know, well, it was <laughs> like five days, right? And then, like, yesterday I was helping some friends out on their patio and, and uh and i was like i was looking at, i looked at myself like in an infection i was like dude seriously you gotta <laughs> so you, you gotta get rid of so it. you went over there with the mustache i did you know and i like you know it, it was i didn't i don't think i looked bad yeah at all i just looked about 60 years old <laughs> you know and and so like i went home last night and I shaved it. I shaved it off i didn't shave completely i just did the buzzers because i didn't want to i hate being clean shaved oh i know and, uh, Razor burn. Yeah, just and so I, I shaved. And I was like, "Holy crap!" Like, I look 
20 years younger <laughs> yep. without freaking mustache on my face. Yeah. So it was just kind of cool. Like, and you know, my wife and I were talking and she's kind of been back and forth about like, she's getting some gray hairs and she's like, she prefers not to have them and dye her hair, but she's like getting used to these gray hairs. It's like, you don't recognize yourself. Mm-hmm. And I wonder like, you know, with growing a beard, you see yourself like every day, a little mm-hmm. bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more. And you just get used to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's just interesting to me, like how we perceive ourselves, like when we see ourselves. Like, why do I, how do I look so familiar? It's still or unfamiliar. It's still it's still me. Mm-hmm. But even when I like the first night she was home, you know, I had my blue blocker glasses on. So there's like a little yellow tint to the wind, you know, to the to the to the um, the lenses, and it is a black frame. Mm-hmm. And I walked in to say goodnight to my daughter, and my wife's sitting in there, and she just starts laughing. <laughs> she just looks at me, and she just uncontrollably can't stop laughing. <laughs> and while I love like making my wife laugh, like I was like, thanks, like for laughing at me. <laughs> yeah, right at my <laughs> like, expense. Laughing at my what I look like, which I'm still trying to decide if I like it or not. Mm-hmm. And she's laughing at me, and I'm like, thanks, honey. And then I went in to the bathroom, and I looked in the mirror. And I started laughing at myself. <laughs> you looked like a cop. You really did. <laughs> oh, yeah, with the aviators on and the mustache. Like, that's like a typical cop look. Yeah. You know, so. I, yes, I cut it off, obviously. Yeah. I'm kind of glad I did. I mean, that's how it is. Like, well, I remember whenever I shaved my head for the first time, like, I was losing losing my hair. And it was, wasn't, like, bad, but I, I didn't want to be that guy that was, like, holding onto his hair for too long <laughs> to the point where it looks like, all right, man, you're, you're clearly compensating for something, like, to shave it. And the very first time I shaved, I looked in the mirror, and I was like, I have no idea who this person yeah. is, like, because I've always been the guy with, like, you know, red hair. And yeah. that, that was, like, part of my identity. Everyone was always like, oh, you have such pretty hair color. And then whenever I shaved it, I was like, well, like, I have to get used to this stranger. Dude, yeah, dude, it's, it's, I remember you saying that stuff. Like, people would always say, like, oh, your hair is so nice. Oh, you're right. It was oh. weird. That's one of the things Emily is saying she's having a hard time with because that her having that, like, that dark red auburn hair or whatever. It was part of who Emily was. It was like, she's like, that's the one thing that connected, like, her and her sisters. Like, yeah. Like, they all had the same color hair. Yeah. And they're like, oh, you must be a moser. You got the hair color, right? And then now that it's fading, it's, like, not there anymore. Yeah. So it's a huge part of who you are, kind of letting go of that. It's, it's so huge, uh, it's, it's so really weird. Yeah. I still struggle with it. I still wear a hat all the time because like I'm still not fully comfortable with like having a shaved head. But here you have John, who like will shave his head for fun and mm-hmm. walk around with that without a hat. And I'm like, dang man, like I wish I had that kind of. Co-. But but uh, it's well, it's interesting because like I've done so many of those hairs. Like I've I've shaved my head. I've let my hair grow long. I've had short hair. I've had a beard. You've had I've it had, all, yeah. You know, I've had no beard. I've almost had every single combination of You've hair. You've had mohawks, haven't you? <laughs> I've done mohawks. I've yeah. done long on the top, short on the side. I've yeah. done color. So like almost everything. I'm used to seeing myself. Everything except for just a mustache. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <you> finally, <laughs> cross it off the list. And I'm like, yeah, no, it's not going to happen ever again. <laughs> I mean, it might when I'm actually old. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> you know, like, um, but it's just so weird to see that, have that experience of looking in the mirror and not even like, just being like, whoa, that's totally not me. Well, like, I avoid mirrors a lot because I just genuinely don't like looking at myself that much. But, you know, I mean, without going too deep into like the weight topic, like the same thing happens with your weight. Because like you mentioned, mm-hmm. whenever you go a beard, you're used to looking at yourself every single day in the mirror. So you don't really notice that your beard's growing. But like with weight, the same thing applies too. Like, and then all of a sudden one day you wake up and look in the mirror and you're like, yeah. what, what happened? Or, or you see a picture. Or you see a picture of you you're like, oh. and you're like, that does not look like me anymore. Yeah. And uh, 
I think that's what happens to a lot of people with the weight. You know, yeah. It, it, it creeps up. You're used to yourself, you know, for a long time. And then all of a sudden, yeah, you look in a mirror and you're like, or you look <laughs> in a, at a picture. Uh-huh. A very recent picture. And you just, it's just kind of like, oh, I had no idea it was like that. Um, and it makes you think like, oh, is that, is that like, well, it's just a reflection of, I don't want to go down that rabbit hole too of, of the feelings there too yeah but it just makes you decide like well how do i want to live like is this am i happy with myself here like am i healthy Mm -hmm. or not and make changes from that point you know Uh uh-huh dude it is so nice out i know like the sun is out (laughs) i know and that's like the perfect temperature yeah because i can usually feel my skin when i'm done Mm -hmm. like when it's starting to burn and i'm not even close yeah no like i'm i'm ghostly pale and i think i'm okay yeah i i heard a podcast the other day that was talking about like being in the sunshine and like how important it is to get sunshine for vitamin d production and that vitamin d is not a vitamin and it shouldn't be supplement vitamin d Wait, vitamin d is not a vitamin it's a hormone like it's a it's a call it hormone d like it's a vitamin d is created like that's hormone d yeah it's a hormone that's vital for like it would be like as a male having no testosterone or oh. low testosterone okay. and all the things that that would affect vitamin d is the same way it's a huh. hormone. if it's low it affects so many processes in your body including like your immune function and everything mm-hmm. like that that's why there's a lot of stuff today about this can be the handling with the rona section of the <laughs> yeah. podcast oh, yeah that like a lot of the cases of coronavirus if they're low vitamin d levels like it's a horrible outcome but almost everybody that survived has like high vitamin D levels. Like it's hmm. almost like a complete and total. Um, if your vitamin D levels are high, chan- your chances of survival are super good. Hmm. If they're low, the, it drops way down. Yeah. And they were talking about like why it's important for people, like if you're of dark skin, all of a sudden you move up north where there's not as much sun, your risks of having low vitamin D levels are just skyrocket because right. that environment is not fit for the person. You know, if you're a fair-skinned person on the equator, like, you only need it one minute out in the sun every day. <laughs> like, that's it. Like, uh-huh. there's, that sun is so great. Um, but it was talking about vitamin D levels and how, like, you know, when you wear sunscreen, it's not the vitamin, it's not the sunscreen that gives you cancer. Hmm. It's the the blocking of the what you need to create the vitamin D, the hormone in your body. Interesting. Um, and the, the sunscreen, like, we were just never designed to put sunscreen on and then go outside all day. Hmm. it's a false sense of security that that sunscreen is going to keep you from being in the sun too long. Like Hmm. your skin is a vital function. Like if you're getting adequate amounts of sunshine, you're otherwise healthy. Like your skin will tell you, Hey, it's time to either a cover up or B get inside. Mm -hmm. Like you're just not supposed to be in the sun all day long. Like going out to the beach, going out to the pool. You're just not supposed to be out there for a long time. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just not, and he was saying, like, if you are a person that has to be in the sun all day long, like, that's the only time you really ever want to use sunscreen hmm. if, like, your job requires you to be outside. But he's like, you first cover up first. Yeah. Like, cover up with some type of lightweight clothing as much as you can. And then if there's anything exposed, like, like your face is mostly, you know, then wear, like, a full-spectrum sunscreen. Right. But don't think that that's going to protect you. And that if you, if you block that, if you block those sun rays, then your skin's never going to know and be able to tell you, like, when, hey, time's up. Yeah, it's yeah. true. Because I know, like, you, you you know, if you're out, you just, you get this slight little intuition, okay, that's enough. Mm-hmm. But if you're blocked by the sunscreen, you never get that, and then you usually end up getting burnt. So, 
you could say sunscreen causes cancer, but it's not sunscreen. It's just the fact that you were outside a whole lot longer than you should have been with sunscreen on instead of honoring your body's signals to either cover up or go back inside. Yeah. So there, there's a little fun clip on vitamin D. That's good. That's important. It's one of like the best things and easiest things people can do right now to help their chances like, I don't want to say chance, but just to be a little bit healthier mm-hmm. is to every day, like when your shadow is shorter than your body, right? Mm. Go out for anywhere between five and 30 minutes. Like if you're fair skinned, maybe five minutes in that full sun's all you need. Yeah, it's me. <laughs> don't get burnt. Just go out long enough to get, you know, some good sun exposure on as much skin as possible and go back inside, mm-hmm. you know, and do that every day, every day that you can. Right. And expose as much skin as possible, too. Yeah. Yeah. So if you can, go out there naked. Yeah. You know, but not too, again, but the whole point is to, like, not too long. Like, mm-hmm. you want to go out there with the focus on this is why I'm outside. Don't get distracted doing something else. Mm-hmm. And then end up staying out there way too long and getting sunburned. So. Sweet. We should wrap it up. I think yeah. we're, yeah. Let's wrap it up. Cool. Because, you know, heck, you might go to edit and it just echoing from your voice into my microphone. I know, I was worrying about that. I was thinking about that halfway through. Like, I wonder how much bleed through there's going to be. Yeah. All right. Well, um, it was nice to get some fresh air. Hopefully this episode turned out okay. And uh, If it it didn't, just let's release it anyway. (laughs) It just sounds like garbage. It's going out. So just you talking. It's just me. (laughs) Well, you can probably pick up on my microphone, but you sound far away. Um, Why don't we do we could have done that? We could have just stuck something right in the middle of us. Oh, we could (laughs) have. Well, I think we wanted to be social distancing. (laughs) Yeah. But all right. Well, um everyone have a great week. Get outside. Hope you're healthy and safe, and we will talk to you soon. (laughs) 